welcome back. It is the Big Five O episode 50. Damn. Damn, son. We made it to 50 episodes. That's pretty crazy, actually, when you think yeah, about it. Yeah, it's actually a like, pretty good accomplishment for us. No, I, it's I, pretty I, wild. I look, I was looking back through like our um, you know, like our anchor account today, looking at all the episodes. I was like clicking through all of them. I was like, oh my gosh, like there's a lot here. Like, I don't even remember recording all of these. Like, right? that's crazy. <laughs> that's like because each episode's like over an hour so i mean that's like minimum 50 hours of podcast probably like in the 60 75 ish because sometimes they're like an hour and a half too so yeah wow we've generated so much content we're basically content creators props to you guys for uh, listening to all this thanks for sticking with us should we call ourselves influencers now you know what, actually, my favorite noun of it is uh, disruptor. Oh my gosh, are we disruptors of the podcast space? I feel like we're absolutely not, but we should say think, we're a disruptor. I don't think anyone's a disruptor. That's why no I one's, like the, No one's disrupted like anything since like no. Facebook was created, honestly. like That's why I fake. love it, because I... Do you it's know, so um, there's a really weird saga that like... I should probably do a deep dive in at some point. Do you know the movie pass saga? Movie path? What? No. Okay, I'm going to do a big thing next episode because it's very funny. But essentially, like, it's a subscription thing that you paid $10 a month and you could see as many movies in theaters. Oh, oh, as you wanted oh, to. movie pass. No, I do remember this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like a huge bust because it was like a crazy good deal. And there was just like no way they were going to make money. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I mean, like you in California, if you saw one movie on a month, you automatically got your money back. Like, yeah. No, I do remember that because I actually knew some people in DC when it was a thing when we were like in college who got it and like had it and used it for a while and they're like it's insane i just go to movies like three times a week (laughs) yeah no but if you go on the like linkedin or like the professional websites of like the former ceos like their profile says like a disruptor of like the theatrical chains and it's like stop you you ran a business in the ground like that's what you did you didn't do shit like (laughs) okay that's amazing though because i love like bullshit things that people put on like their LinkedIn it's like my one of my favorite things um I literally just saw like a a thing on Instagram like earlier today or like yesterday that it's this account first of all everyone needs to go follow this account it's really funny it's called MBA-ish you would like it as someone who has an MBA it's MB it's MBA underscore ish ish and it's just like stupid work satire and stuff but they posted this post that's what pointless LinkedIn bio are you? <laughs> and you, so like for your birth month, there's like a descriptor. And then for your birthday, there's date ranges and you just say what yours is. Um, mine is award-winning keynote speaker, but like they have a, a bunch of them. It's like seasoned, creative, experienced, data-driven. And then like all the other ones are like, self-starter growth hacker evangelist like it's so so good so i will um i will post this on our um on the key visuals for this episode but also y'all need to go follow the account so i'll tag it but it is it's very funny (laughs) i love it yeah it's so good 
I can't stand to be on LinkedIn for more than like maybe a five minutes a month. Like it's really no, hard it's for a dumpster me. fire, full on. Oh, it's bad. It's really bad. Um, but anyway, I guess like getting into this very special fiftieth episode, um, we have a special guest for you all. Uh, you'll you'll know him when you hear him. Uh, but he's been on the pod before, and he is going to be joining us for the second half of the pod. Um, so after the break, he will be with us and we will have a very exciting chat that I'm sure you all will love. And yeah, it's going to be great. Good stuff. Um, but before that, we're going to do our normal stories. So are we ready to get into it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. That's 50. So you? It's yeah. me. All right. And I've got a doozy for us right out of the gate. So gird your loins. <laughs> all right. The title is Remote Controlled, and in parentheses, the location is the zoo. So San Diego is known for having a really nice zoo and wild animal park. Okay, great. Let's see what's going on with remote controls at, right, the, uh, at the zoo. We were walking around the park, pushing our strollers, chatting about life. You had on a wearable I was controlling. We had to stop a few times on a quiet bench because your legs were going to give out. I would love to do this again, or maybe this was all a dream. Pardon? <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's that. Um, so I'm pretty sure it's those like vibrating panties or whatever. Oh, those are cool. I like. I mean, and I like other- watching those videos. I'm not gonna lie that i mean yeah that's cool yeah so like i guess one person was wearing the the panties and the other person was controlling them and but they were just walking around the zoo presumably pushing their children in strollers and it says chatting about life so i just want to know who these two people are because it doesn't sound like they're like partners it just sounds like they're two people (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like the children involvement. It's like, yeah, we're going to push like children in the school. Like we're having a nice family day at the zoo and this is what we're doing. And you're like going to get an orgasm at some point. Yes. And then the last the last line, like, I would love to do this again or maybe this was all a dream. So is this just like a fantasy that someone made up? Are they saying that this didn't actually happen? I think I just that just like means like that they enjoyed it a lot. I I, I am like con- kind of confused by that too. It's yeah, I don't know. It's a lot. That is a lot. So that's my first one. Really, really taking us to a weird place just like right off the bat. No, I mean I, I like it. Thank you for that. It's the big fiftieth. I had to go all out, and that one was like best I've seen in a long time. I was like, wow. <laughs> So this one has a lot of, it's very peppy. Well, let's see, like, I feel, feel like we're gonna have some debate on this. Okay. So this one is flight UA5841. Okay. Karen, you are the most beautiful person and absolutely the best flight attendant United could hire. Oh. You kept your cool on our hot flight and made certain that all customers had ample refreshments. My kids were very thankful for your generosity and humble yet confident service. If you're reading this, all caps, thank you for making the doom flight from Denver very tolerable. If you know who I am, reply with what my daughter requested as a beverage and tell me the story again, dot, dot, dot. 
I just don't like that like his children are involved in it. See, this is this is where we run into. Like, why are the children yeah, there? Like, like that that part for me was too much. That's where he took it to a weird place. Like, if he had been like, oh, like you were like a hot flight attendant or something, I'd be like, yeah, sure, okay. Like, she provide excellent service. Like, fantastic, dude. But like, why do you have to bring like your kid's drink order or something into it? That's, oh. And like, mm. I get it. Like, um, single parents like gotta find love somewhere. What if he's not single though? Like, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, that's true too. Like, I don't know. Huh? Yeah, that's true. I wasn't really thinking that just because like, I, my mind just goes to all the ones we've heard where it's like, yo, I was with my baby mama, but like saw you across the room. <laughs> like there's just too many of those. I'm sorry. It just. I, did I, have, I have no room left for like wholesome thoughts at this point. I did run into a uh, family dollar uh, hit on, but just like it just wasn't like it didn't go to that next level for me. Yeah. Like, I always love the love of the family dollar and Dollar Tree and Dollar General. Like those, those are, are my favorite. Those are classic. I mean, it's great. But at this point, we're looking for something a little special. You know, we got to mm-hmm. take it up a notch. You got to wine and dine me. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Not just a like, post. Also, also, I just want to like point to this line because I read it like five times. Okay. Like, what is generosity, humble yet confident service? I don't know. <laughs> okay, <That's>, thank you. <laughs> what do you mean? Yet How are confident. you? Like, humble, why do I? Why do I need my flight attendant to be confident? Like, I don't care if they're having like a like a cute day. I don't give a shit. Like, do your job. I don't need you to be confident. Yeah, I don't really remember any flight attendant I had except for this like male guy because he like twerked. Dude, I love funny. I love male flight attendants. Honestly, let's get more of those. They're great. Yeah, they're funny in their in their snazzy little outfits. I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, well, that's a lot. I don't know, man. I don't like the kids involved. I don't either. Okay, so my next one is like i just i don't even know i need to know what's going on the the title is the alley girl as in like spelled not name like like yeah, yeah, spelled yeah, like no, alley like, like you'd go down like a dark she, alley she like hangs out next like, to the trash hangs out cool. in the dumpster yeah like she, the alley girl is the title and it's in carlsbad did she like know oscar the grouch i think she is oscar the grouch i'm like i don't even know so it goes you were amazing last night in parentheses thursday we danced your body was unbelievable you felt me getting hard on your thigh as we danced intensely we kissed passionately your ass was toned like no other <laughs> you gave me your number but like a numbskull i misplaced it i hope to find you again what a fucking idiot what what a numbskull he says it right there yeah which i love the term numbskull i haven't heard that since like the 90s so that's great um no i mean i do like that we went on a journey from like her like different like muscles of her ass to like numbskull like no other yeah to quote um but i want to know at what point the alley came into all of this was this all happening in an alley why were they dancing in an alley? Were they dancing in an alley or was were they dancing in a club or something and then they went out to the alley afterwards? Like, I just don't know why he's calling her the alley girl. 
I don't know. I hope they fucked in an alley. I like, okay. That's like where my mind went. I was like, okay, it sounds like they're dancing in like a club or a bar or something, but then like, they're like, oh, it's go time. And they just like slid out the side door to like the back alley and we're going at it. I mean, in my mind, that's what happened, but I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe he like jizzed in his pants and said like, there's no, like the, the, the tones of her ass were just like so intense. Two toned, two, two toned. Yeah. So what a numbskull indeed is my <laughs> takeaway. <laughs> yeah, man, you fucked up. He really did. He really did. All right. So I feel like these are classic, but I there's just like different things I like about this one. So I'm sorry, everyone. This is another like painful dick story. Oh, no. How so, how much how much is my coochie gonna like twitch hearing this it's pretty funny i'm not like i lie. have like a visceral reaction to the dick stories too like i really don't like them <laughs> like on a pain skill this is pretty low but i like okay, the humor okay. of it okay so he fucked up by slamming his dick in a drawer so it was a little past midnight so i'm wearing my pajamas i suddenly decided i wanted to have myself a nice little snack bread and nutella so I walked up to the kitchen and seeing how there was too many dishes that had to be cleaned, I decided not to use one and just make myself a lazy Nutella taco. I got the piece of bread from the bag and went to go get the Nutella. I opened the drawer with the knives and forks and all that stuff and seeing how my hands were full, I decided to close the drawer by pushing it with my groin. The thing is, the tip of my dick was on top of it, still inside my pajamas pants, don't worry. And just as I was closing it, dot, 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 I managed to turn my screams into wheezes. I was jumping up and down in pain, struggling to breathe. Worst part is, I kept my determination and continued to put Nutella on the piece of bread. That's when I started laughing as I realized what had just happened and how my first reaction was, but I still have my fucking Nutella taco. Oh now, my God. Now, I'm just, <laughs> now I'm just like really afraid to pee, so... <laughs> Wow. And it, he uh, wanted to th- his dick wanted to thank everyone for the attention, but yeah, love it. Okay, that I love the determination of that. That's my favorite part. Like is my taco. <laughs> like my dick really hurts, but I need this taco. <laughs> oh man! Wow. Yeah. Okay, that one wasn't too bad in the grand scheme of like horrible dick stories. So thank you for that. I mean, if he was still able to like make a taco, like the pain wasn't that bad. I got no, no, no. It could have been much, much worse. All right. All right, what you got? Okay, so my next one is titled Chris Copley. Just someone's name. Okay, cool. And it says, we used to hook up a lot in my car and at your work. (laughs) I was with my ex when we last spoke, and I told you to leave me alone. Can you forgive me? I can't get you off my mind. Tell me what job you had that we hooked up at. (laughs) So this one is just like putting it out there to the point. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's no like innuendo. It's not subtle. It's just, it really paints a picture like, hey, we used to bone at your place of employment. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like to do so again. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a really good time at the, uh, what I were mean, those like, uh, do you remember those like stupid like, um, commercials on tv where it's like don't like be skating on like well sites yes oh my god yeah maybe they're boating on a well site oh my god <laughs> probably though like 
Okay, I love this though. But yeah, Chris Copley must have that good D if someone's like, yeah. I need it again. <laughs> and I do want to know the job where they hooked up at. Like, I'm legit curious. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man. Um, and then I do have a, um, I do have a bonus one. Ooh, what you got? It's a short one, but I just wanted to share it because it builds on a previous topic of ours. Um, the title is Searching for Latina Girl um UCSD La Jolla area which is right where I live you know hello I am looking beautiful Latina girl as I saw you at the Ross in La Jolla (laughs) (laughs) we saw each other and smiled if you are Latina girl please contact me thanks why is everyone so horny at the Ross around the corner from my house this is like a recurring theme on the Craigslist misconnections here also, does he not have any better of a description from like a Latina girl Latina at the girl. Ross? That's it. He didn't give a day, a time, nothing. That's like nothing. so wide. Like there's there's nothing more descriptive. There's damn. nothing. But also like why is the Ross so horny? Dude, I don't know. Like, specifically, what's, what's at the Ross? Specifically, this one Ross location in La Jolla is like apparently the horniest place. I've been in there. I don't get it. I don't I don't see the appeal, but I clearly I'm missing something. I don't know, man. So that's my fun bonus. Um I just had to share that. I feel you. I yeah. feel you. All right, let me go on my last one. Nudity. So here we go. Last was night like, I, was that like a warning? Was that like a like a trigger warning? What was that? Or was well, that I was the title? Hit, like, I was trying to hit like different themes. So the person like screwed up by driving naked. So amazing yeah last night i decided to get in my car and completely naked i had one job meet my girlfriend at her place drive us back to my place end of story no stripping required however as the day was coming (laughs) to an end however (laughs) i felt the need to spice things up as the day was coming to an end the anticipation of spending time alone with my girlfriend was clouding my judgment all of a sudden, I was horny and thinking it would be kind of kinky to show up naked behind the wheel and saying something like, excuse me, ma'am, did you call it Uber X? I was rock hard thinking about this. <laughs> I love that this idea clearly sounded like so much better like in his head. <laughs> This is like, yeah, like I, I like even Just the Uber X. Like, no one yeah. would think that. Like, no. <laughs> I can't even like keep a straight face. No. It's so great. Oh my God. <laughs> I was rock hard thinking about the risk factor and how my girlfriend would react. I imagine her laughing at my absurdity, but also being somewhat turned on by the nudity. I wasn't too worried about the other people catching me because my plan was not to interact with anyone else and to stay in the car until I was back inside my garage. I realized I fucked up the moment I pulled into the parking bay and noticed my girlfriend standing in the rain with an umbrella and two of her roommates hurtled underneath. All of them were frantically waving at me like, oh my God, please hurry, it's pouring. I had two choices, proceed as planned and accept my fate or preserve my dignity and leave my girlfriend and her roommates in the rain. I drove my naked ass out of there uh, feeling conflicted as fuck. In my defense, there was never any mention of roommates joining us. My girlfriend called and assumed I didn't see them or some somehow. I apologized and explained all of it fearfully why she just witnessed me drive away without her. I promised I'd be back to picking them up in 30 minutes or less, fully dressed. It was tricky trying to pinpoint my girlfriend was entering, was entertained or annoyed during the phone call. That being said, I couldn't help but feel like I was pushing her buttons when I asked her to lie to her roommates about their, my reason for fleeing the premises. 
My girlfriend said it would be necessary to tell lies because she had me on loudspeaker the entire time. <laughs> Crickets. I fucking died inside. I could hear the roommates laughing in the background before one of them said, tell them to turn around. At that moment, another call came through. Unknown number. My saving grace. Or so I thought. I said goodbye to my girlfriend. Discovered it was my mother who didn't realize she was just using her work phone after hours. My mom asked where I was because she just arrived at my place. I said I wasn't home and stressed at the bad time it was for her to pop in unannounced. She said she had been leftover lasagna for me, my favorite. I said I'd be home in a few minutes, and I made it clear that when I arrived, I'm going direct, going to drive directly into my garage and open the front door in, from the inside. I emphasized that she should remain in her car out of the rain and under no circumstances should she approach me until she saw me in the house. <laughs> my mom approached me as soon as she heard me honk. Her vehicle was blocking my driveway, but instead of getting out of the way so I could access my garage and avoid being seen in the nude, she got out of her car without warning and marched into my car with a plate full of lasagna wrapped in tinfoil. I was tempted to drive <laughs> How away is this again. Happening? I don't know. What? Uh, I was tempted to drive away again, but I didn't have the balls to abandon both women in my life on the same night in the same way i rolled down my window and said mother stop she did not stop not until she realized i was wearing nothing but my seatbelt. i asked her to please move her vehicle and not ask questions she caught me naked of course she asked questions lots of questions i made it sound like nothing more than a dumb prank to a few of my friends but my mom was convinced it was under the influence of her nemesis satan i knew that i knew what that meant she was using satan as a metaphor to describe my girlfriend what she's done before Usually I'd bite and we would argue, but I didn't have time to drive into that debate because once I was done getting dressed, I had to leave again. On my way out, my mom proceeded to pray out loud. I froze at the door and had to wait until she was done updating God about yet another classic example of how her son was being tempted by the flesh into committing acts of indecency. <laughs> As usual, it was over the top theatrics and passive aggressive slut shaming towards my girlfriend. Somehow all of this was her fault, not mine. It was just a victim of Jezebel. Of Jezebel. It took everything in my power not to lose my shit during that prayer. Fast forward to the most uncomfortable car ride of my entire life. My girlfriend didn't really make conversation or eye, eye contact other than asking if I didn't mind dropping her roommates at the mall. I could tell she was embarrassed by me. It was my first time meeting her roommates in person, and it was obvious that they didn't know how to behave around me. I apologized to all of them for my actions and promised never to leave my house naked again. Not going to lie, acknowledging what I did make it, made it even more awkward. I got zero replies, just four smiles. My girlfriend turned to the radio instead of talking to me. Due to the bad weather, we had our one radio station available, a talk station. So there we all were, awkwardly listening to people who suffer from misophenia discuss how disturbing specific sex sounds were to them. Fuck last night. So yeah, that was a that was a journey. Oh my god. Like just like <laughs> one half of that story would be plenty. But then you threw the mom in the mix. Like <laughs> Besides the lasagna, which I didn't think it could get better. I liked that she had to pray for him before he left. Oh my left god. The house. Yes, and blaming Satan. <laughs> Satan, it. why are you tempting my son? Oh my god. I love that wow oh, that guy's so an idiot extra. but yeah he i feel like he shouldn't have been punished that hard by the universe for this one poor life decision i mean wow but Reminds also why a... didn't she say her roommates were coming 
that was a fuck up on her end too like i also like that this this reminds me of like old school where like will ferrell's like we're going streaking and then his wife is with her girlfriends and they just like run by and they're just like oh and he's like in the car naked with all of them yep Mm -hmm. i think he should have turned around honestly oh my god what do you think like what Dude, would that have been more awkward or less to to pick them up naked yeah yeah i think he should have just picked them up naked at that point i mean like you're in the back seat it's like kind of hard to see like anyway so like just you don't have anything in your car you can just like throw over your lap like come on like i mean like everyone's got like the chipotle napkins you can at least I know. Like, put some yeah. chipotle napkins yeah. over your yeah. dick exactly no i think he should have <laughs> just picked them up and owned it it's only gonna yeah. get worse from there. Yeah, this is like I wish if he would have done that, he like had to have main, maintain an interaction like the whole time though. Like, right. Just like a little like Chipotle napkin tent. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Wow. That is that was a journey, truly. Whew. All right. Was that our three stories? <laughs> yeah, that was. Damn. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, well, we will take a little break then. And when we come back, um, our very special guest is going to uh, be joining us and we'll have a fantastic conversation. So we'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Cougar Boot Camp. Are you an emotionally immature 23 year old guy who needs to get his shit together? then Cougar Bootcamp may be right for you. In our comprehensive program, you'll date a string of women 10 to 15 years older than you who are interesting, independent, fully self-actualized, and confident in expressing their needs and desires. You'll learn healthy communication strategies and be forced into personal areas of growth that you didn't even know existed. Upon completion of our innovative curriculum, you'll re-enter the dating pool with a fully formed adult brain and no longer be an emotional ticking time bomb. Use offer code not so casual, and your first date will be with a teacher who can use her background in early childhood education on your dumbass. Sign up today. Okay, and we are back from the break, and we have our very special 50th episode guest with us. Um, he really needs no introduction since he's been here multiple times before, but it is, of course, our dear friend Nicholas, who did the music for the pod, he's been on twice now. So he's back um, because we were like, hey, it's the 50th episode. He's like our favorite guest. Um, he's, you know, one of our one of our longest friends, I would say. Like, you've been around a long time. So here you are. So welcome back. Well, thank you so much. Don't let your other guests hear you say that I'm your favorite, but I'll take it to heart. It's it's fine. I I feel like they would understand. I mean, I we've known you longer than all of them, so it's just kind of like unavoidable, you know. Um, but we're glad you're here. Um, we I feel like we're all just like a mess today because just well, I'll post a picture when we when we post this episode. But um, to give you a, a visual image, listeners. Joe's sitting in a hotel lobby, like straight up, not even in like a conference room or anything, just like a hotel lobby. Um, There's people walking past looking at him. (laughs) Joe, when we we started recording, one dude was just like staring at you as he walked past in the background. It was beautiful. He's 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 got a legit mic. Oh my God. I know. (laughs) You're like one of those people who goes to the Starbucks and sets up like a desktop computer. Like you're that guy right now. (laughs) 
so so that's cool joe is a fancy businessman who travels on business so um he Mm. he's in a hotel lobby and then nicholas is on his front porch um because he was really committed to recording this outside and the backyard was too far from the wi-fi that's all true i really felt kind of i felt boxed in in my room i've been in my room mad at different things and i wanted a different space and here we are we're outside and uh feeling better feeling good feeling like a like a fresh perspective yeah i mean like a muggy perspective but um yeah but yeah fresher for sure love it yeah it's it's just great because he's literally sitting like right in his front door and i'm like i'm just hoping like 10 people just like come in and out like <laughs> while we're recording um well cool you cool 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 edit that part out but we'll see um but yeah and then I have like a gnarly sunburn right now it is like it's like real bad I went to here I I can kind of show you guys it's do you see like just this big patch on my thigh yeah so like it's a nightmare um I I did beach yoga yesterday and I played myself because you two are a similar complexion to me you know the struggle um I was outside just like a little bit too long and got like a fucking like third degree burn on both of my thighs, but only my thighs specifically, like only these one square on the top of like each thigh. I don't know why or how, because I wasn't wearing sunscreen on my legs at all, but it's only my thighs. Face too. Yeah. Yeah. A little little crispy. Yeah. It's just that time of year. Uh, It's the, it's the uh, time when the pale folk just retreat indoors. Yeah. Um, yesterday and i had to, i brought the sunscreen with me and i applied it probably six times I'd, i was only outside for like three hours but i probably applied sunscreen six times and still shoulders edge of the face all, yeah no it's that's all downhill from here it's rough you know like you try to reapply you try to follow all the instructions it's just there's there's no fighting it so not enough you no know, there's enough. never enough for us us white folk mm. it is so sad so so My yeah i'm gonna get old man head old man head what is that where you just get all wrinkly and splotchy the spots yeah. oh no like the weird like liver spot things that's what she keeps saying you sunscreen and you'll get old man head but thanks mom she knows she knows that's it's thoughtful of her to consider that but still mm-hmm. yeah that's that's a graphic description Ugh. you actually um, look very good bald with the full beard i dig i dig the look actually especially yeah. like it, it is like a little j- j- jarring just for us because like in high school you had like so much hair but like I like it yeah yeah I still I I still miss his high school hair honestly I'm I I I, there's like a a special place in my heart for his like super crazy like high school hair however you're one of the few people who really pulls off like the the shaved head beard look normally Mm -hmm. normally I'm not about that but you pull it off nicely so so good job on that I really appreciate that I have to say that uh, I haven't had a whole lot of trauma in my life, but uh, going bald is probably one of the worst things. At a very young age, a, no. A, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it looks. That's fine. understandable. I'm not really concerned. I'm not really. I, I haven't. My game hasn't slowed down, but I, but I did feel a, a big loss, like in a weird way that I really wasn't expecting. No, yeah, I get that. I mean, also, I feel like your hair specifically was like kind of a big part of like your identity and like your general right. appearance so because it's red, yeah because it's red yeah, so. it was kind of curly kind of crazy like yeah like it it was definitely like an identifying piece of you so like I can see how that would be a loss I don't know I feel bad for people who go bald like at a young age because like there's it's sad and there's nothing you can do about it but it's like what are you gonna do just own it I guess but 
And it was so unexpected. I I didn't no one in my family is bald. Um we don't really know what happened. Uh <laughs> it just started happening and I thought I was going crazy and then I went and talked to my dude did my hair and I was like, Am I going bald? And I was like twenty two. He was like, Yeah. I was like, Word. All right. Well. <laughs> and you're just like, damn, like thanks for your honesty. <laughs> I'll go cry a little bit. <laughs> wow. Um, there, yeah. That reminds me whenever I was like, probably like at my heaviest, I like recently got some pants. And so like I needed them extended at a tailor and it was a lady of Asian descent and she had zero filter. And yeah. so like, I was like getting them measured and I was like, yeah, I probably need to like go out like an inch or so. And she's like, Oh no, you, you need two, you need two, two, two inches. Like she like was very like mean about like how like fat she like made me feel. You gotta love like the brutal honesty though. I mean, she yeah. just didn't want you to have to come back twice. Like it's the thing. Oh so man. If Most... you were going bald, what would you do? If I was going bald? Yeah, would you try to like Oh my god. Like would you or would you would you go like could you go full shaved head like this is what I'm doing? I'm gonna rock it hot like that, or would you Okay would you try here's to get a wig? Here's the thing, like I have thought about this because it is an irrational fear of mine. So thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've thought about all scenarios. Um I okay so like obviously I've seen V for Vendetta and like Natalie Portman looks gorgeous with hair or not but she's like in the 0.1% of the female population who I think can really pull that off I feel like most women cannot um I don't think I could just rock the full shaved head thing I don't think I could do it I think I would look like Stanley Tucci but like not in a hot way um and then like you like pulled your hair back to check I, okay, I can't even put my hair up just like in in a bun in certain positions because I look so horrible. Like, there's a reason. I like it is bad, my friend. Like, I, I if I pull my hair back, like you know, you've never looked uglier than when you're sitting like at the at the hair salon, and they they're getting ready. Like they washed your hair and then they're gonna cut it, and they've got you in like the the black sheet thing and they've got all your hair like slicked back and they're getting ready to like part it and cut it and all that stuff horrible nightmare worst I've ever looked in my life in that very moment so that's kind of a visual of I feel like what I would look like with no hair and that's really upsetting to me so no I think I would have to go like with the wig situation I think I would get really into wigs but I think I would do like I'd mix it up you know I'd go like fun wigs because oh, because that could be fun you could get into it you know and that could just be like your thing it's like you have like a different color of hair every time someone sees you you know so, so I, I think a, that could be I fun a, i had a coworker had like the alopecia thing where like basically yeah. like women go bald but it's never like full baldness too it's just like kind of like more like in the sides or so yeah but then they usually end up like shaving it because it's so patchy and weird like at least the ones i've seen she managed to get away with it like pretty well i'd say like honestly like she pulled it pretty good like because i think too like she didn't go super long too so it was like mm. fairly short hair anyway and then like you could tell but like somehow like she like managed to have her style like where it looked really good okay okay mm -hmm. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like certain people can pull it off. I, I think I would just go full wigs, honestly. Because then I could, like, try out different hairstyles really easily, too. That's the thing. I've, like, always had the same hairstyle my entire life. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, mm. if you think about what? it, I look pretty much the same that I've always looked. You guys have known me. I look exactly the same, more or less. Like, yeah, so... Um, Wait, why is that weird that, like, I just realized this. Why is it that women can wear wigs and men can't? Because man wigs are like toupees and then they're just bad. Yeah, toupees are sort of a different, I think a different like vein. Like I knew, I knew, um, I knew a a guy that I, I didn't have any idea that he was bald until I saw a picture of him from like 15 years earlier. And he was bald and I looked at him and I was like, wait, what? And he was like, ah, I'm wearing a wig. I was like, oh, I would never have known. But oh, there's like a certain kind of toupee that, or I don't, I don't know the difference between a wig and a toupee, but toupees are, are kind of brutal. I think it's like the, the, the toupee is, I think just the piece that goes on top, like the yeah. people who go bald on top, but they still have hair around the sides. You put the toupee to like fill it in, but then it like never matches correctly. And there's like mm-hmm. this whole stigma about like a bad hair piece, like not matching and just looking really obvious. So I think that's like why people like don't like like toupees for whatever reason. But I guess if you went like full wig, maybe people wouldn't know, but that's interesting. You don't think about men wearing wigs. I feel like it's much more common for women to wear wigs. Yeah, because there's like a, I think on some reality show, I don't watch reality show, but somehow I am aware of them. Okay. And there was like one lady who like went to the wig store like every day or every other day to get a new like real hair human wig. That's which, like, so expensive. Yeah, that's really costly. Those are really expensive. Like good wigs mm-hmm. are really expensive is the thing yeah wow damn no i mean that's a well lot and also it's got a, if you're a guy you have facial hair a lot of the time and so unless you're like totally you're getting it complete like clean all the time and they don't match that can be kind of weird right right that's, that's another factor vibe. yeah yeah true yeah much to much to consider i don't know but like do you think that like that somehow like balances it out for men like since you have like the facial hair you can kind of like play with that if you don't have the hair on top oh yeah I'm like never, at least in your I'm case it seems like you just kind of flipped your head like- <laughs> mm-hmm. i think of like brian uh cranston who was like malcolm in the middle like full head of hair all those years and mm. he like went walter white which was yeah. the opposite but like somehow like he pulled that off like so well like yeah 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 i would i would say nicholas you have a bit of the the walter white yes he does vibe going on but it, it, again it's working like you pull it off so Thank yeah you. i mean brian cranston is a high compliment indeed honestly so wow well i mean i guess that's enough on like hair growth or lack thereof <laughs> yeah i didn't know we do 10 minutes on although wigs, this was a I great did. like unexpected topic that we've never discussed <laughs> i love it <laughs> um cool well we have a few topics to discuss with you today that i'm very excited um to get into um the first one being you recently let me know that you're dating someone new and which congrats and that she is a significant bit older than you and joe also has recently had some interactions with some ladies who have a bit of an age gap as well so i was just wanting to kind of hear your uh 
your perspective on this and your your new adventures in life. Well, first sure. of all, how, how significant are we talking? Um, no, she's uh, uh, 13 years older than me. Okay. Okay. I'm 28 and she's 42. She's turned 42. Okay. All right. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I just went out with someone 15 up. So yeah, relatively similar. Yeah. Love it. Um, all right. Well, what was your experience? Say, you know, <laughs> tell us all about it. <laughs> honestly. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't want to like deflate the conversation, but honestly I have had, I can tell more. So I usually date 30 to 33. That is like been my sweet spot since I was like 23. Um, <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> no, no, it's great. They're awesome. I'm, I'm way into it. Um, Love it. And so I have to say, so that there has not really been, so she doesn't have any kids uh, and I have dated people with kids. And so that, that's not really a thing there. I think she's more, um, I think she has better mechanisms to, to handle emotions than anyone I've ever dated. She can like very much pick out. I feel like I've dated women that um, when something happened, like if, something that I felt was really small um, and she felt it was really big. It was not really able to communicate like, why is this, why is this big? It was more just like, you don't see this as big, but I do. And, and then that would just kind of blow up. And this is a lot more like if she feels, if something feels out of balance then maybe she's able to identify what other things are happening for her other than like the thing that um, or like things in the past or like things that she's projecting a lot more emotional maturity um but but honestly it's not that different i it's it's way less different than it was when i, I dated a 23 year old like last year and that <laughs> was way more different than dating someone older right right well, 23 is like a baby at this point like <laughs> yeah it was it was, it was a whole thing gotcha Okay. All right, cool. Well, Joe, like, how does that compare to like what you've kind of observed in dating older ladies? I like the easiest response I can give is ditto because like, oddly enough, like his story really matches mine. And the fact that like, it's also odd and that like back in January, I also went out with someone who was 23 and like, did not like match with them like at all too. And she was like, cute. It was just like, it was just like noticeably different but yeah no like he's right like usually like my spot is like like i don't know like maybe 28 29 to 33 34 like but in that like five-year range or so is usually like where i'm at interesting okay okay so here's my question because like looking at this from like my perspective like if i were dating someone who was younger than me like a, a guy that was younger than me like in this comparable age gap or whatever that is my nightmare I don't even want to I, I don't even want to look at a guy that age like that's horrifying they're like a baby so like my question is at what point do you think guys hit the I don't know like maturity level I don't know if that's quite the right word but like what at what age do you think guys hit the level where like women who are significantly older than them or not even super significant but older than them are like 
okay, this is like a fully formed adult human that I can like have a, a relationship with. Like, what is that age? <laughs> I, I think, I mean, I think that I am able, I'm only able to, I'm assuming you're not talking about physically. You're talking about like, as a person. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. every yeah. now and every now and then I'll see like a, I don't know, like a 21 year old celebrity or something. I'm like, they're hot, but like, God, at what cost, you know, like, no, thank you. <laughs> like, so they're I like think, a baby. <laughs> I think dating 30, 31, 32 year olds for five, six years is the only reason that I'm able, cause, cause they held me to a higher standard of relationship than at first I was comfortable with. And then, um, I mean, without getting like, without getting sappy, like I've learned so much just about myself and about how to like interact with people. And that I don't think I would have learned by dating someone my own age that whole time. Okay. And so I think, I think gaining that maturity um, is probably circumstantial. Gotcha. So you went through like, you know, cougar boot camp, basically, is what you're saying. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I love that. Awesome. Every, everyone go to go to cougar school. <laughs> well, I think mine and like Nicholas, Nicholas may have like a significant identify with it. It was like high school and college, I'd say like I only like went out with people who are younger because that's like kind of how like things go, especially at that time. However, like whenever I hit like the dating app scene, um, if you are like a 21 to 25 year old female, I feel like that is like the most competitive range and that like dudes who are like 40s, 50s are like still going to try to date women and who are like 22, et cetera. So like the level of competition is just tight. So like I started like dating people who were older than me almost out of like, that's who was available. Like it wasn't even like necessarily like, a choice. It was just like, well, if I want to go out with someone, like it's got to be older because like there's like far more competition, like lower than like above. So for me, it was just like happenstance. And then like now, whenever, like now, actually, like now that I am a bit older, I have more options to date younger, but now I'm not really even like choosing it as much just because like now, like it just like works. Like, I don't know. Like, I guess I'm more on the Nicholas side where at first, like it wasn't really a choice, but now it solidly is a choice. Right, right. Joe, I also feel like you're kind of like an old soul. Like, I feel like you like are very introspective like to the extreme like to the fact where I'm like stop thinking about things for like two seconds like you're like, like <laughs> you're like too introspective but I feel like I I can see why you get along with like ladies who are slightly more mature because like I feel like you can you fit in with that <laughs> you're not That's basically real. what I'm saying is like you're not like a fuck boy <laughs> like, so yeah <laughs> I do. There is that meme where it's like uh, old soul is defined as like, wow, you're really young, but depressions hit you early, kid. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> oh my God. It's true. It's true. Well, cool. Well, that is fascinating. Thank you for sharing your um your experiences and whatnot i don't know i'm just always curious about like dating dynamics especially in terms of like age gaps because i think they're really interesting and i think like society puts a lot of pressure on 
obviously the whole double standard of like certain age gaps being like normal and then like if you flip it it's like weird or whatever and I I hate that but at the same time I'm always curious because like I said like I was thinking like oh my god if I dated a guy like 10 years younger than me like nightmare so then it's just like at what age would I be like into that you know and like I don't know I could see like like okay all this like if I weren't with Andrew but like if in like fast forward 10 years from now for me I could see I think dating a guy who was like 30 but I think for me like I would say like I don't know like you're not like a fully formed adult like under like I don't know 27 or 28 like I just don't think I like would go for a guy any younger than that like I'm like your your brain is still forming like you're you're not an adult (laughs) also speaking Um, on like a hormonal level there's like a certain degree that that actually like makes sense because a lot of the people like I've talked to who like are older and date guys who are like around their same age there's definitely like a hormone level discrepancy there that's like part of the reason i think like a lot of people like ladies on that end like seek younger guys too just because like that's what they want well no okay so i'm just gonna say it because you're not really explicitly saying it but i'm not joe Joe, like you have found (laughs) that like the ladies in this age range are horny as hell like i'm just gonna say it and like i'm like oh my god like i wish i had their sex drive like jesus you know (laughs) so it's interesting but i think that's like scientifically true though that like women peak sexually at like i don't know it's like late 30s or something it's it, it's way older and then like guys it's like legit like 20 like <laughs> it's like so i can see why the discrepancy there makes sense like that when guys are on like the downhill like the women are like oh i'm just getting started like yeah. <laughs> what am i gonna do about this um yeah because the lady yeah. that i went out with was like i'm not joking was in a triad so she was married to a husband and then she also like had a girlfriend living with them too Mm -hmm. and was dating because that was not enough for her yeah so she was looking to take on another boyfriend yeah yeah nicholas's face right now is great (laughs) (laughs) that's incredible i definitely feel like within the last couple of years i have been able to put um my sex drive like in perspective in a different way where like i i think i used to um i used to just think that that was kind of the ultimate experience in life to be having was to be sleeping with people right right um and and so anytime that opportunity presented itself i would I mean, I, I wasn't really unfaithful, but I would, I would definitely like think about it all the time and be bummed out if like, like some girl wanted to hook up and I couldn't, I would just be like, well, this throws my whole life out of balance. <laughs> I'm missing out on peak, peak, peak life experiences. But um, it has been nice, especially like, because I could never hold a friend that and not sleep with them. And now it's like, oh, we could, we can have a good time. that doesn't i don't know something about that has changed well cool i'm glad glad you guys are finding those those horny older ladies i love that for i love this journey for both of you honestly so very happy for you i also Um, like that there's like to a degree like way less like games or anything like that like there's just like very like blunt about like what everyone 
wants and it doesn't have to be just like i specifically want that like they'll just be upfront like yeah like i am like more open to like maybe more like being physical up the front but i'm also like i expect this this and this i'm like they're very like like linear on what everything wants versus like i literally was on tinder i matched with a 22 year old and i was like like you after we talked for a bit and i was like do you want to meet up and she's like maybe and i was like (laughs) girl like it's a yes or a no question (laughs) answer the damn question oh my god (laughs) (laughs) all right well great um older ladies done and done um the next topic that i want to bring up is me and joe having a conversation about nicholas when he wasn't present and i think it's a good one um <laughs> so it, finding out about this on air yeah we did not warn him in advance i just said that we have like a, a theory about him and that we're gonna share it and he can just respond in real time basically um me and joe were in austin together last weekend and we um yeah i don't know how the conversation got on nicholas but we were just she... talking I think you brought up the whole like what we just talked about the fact that Nicholas was with someone who was like older and like how like that's my like interests as well too so I think that actually like perfect what we just talked about actually led into this conversation okay fantastic segue that I totally butchered so thank you for that um yeah yeah. so yeah we're talking about how you guys are like kind of similar oh haha that's funny you guys are both dating like older women um and then it got into a more in-depth analysis of the two of you actually being really similar in a lot of ways and then we just had like a very meta moment and it kind of freaked me out a little but then everything kind of made a lot of sense so joe break it down further because i don't know what key points do we come away with on this (laughs) well actually like the whole conversation just gave more evidence the whole thing about like how he literally just dated a 23 year old and i was like yeah same thing happened and like i didn't like it but yeah like that's basically what we were saying is like how like mine and nicholas like especially like when it comes to like interests in women are like so oddly similar that like it verges on like creepy just because like to a certain degree i think like from one person the next like they will have like different interests in like other sexual partners or like whatever but like mine and nicholas it's like oddly like similar to the fact that we were both like into you and like high school and stuff right, like that right. too or it's just like oh like geez that's really really odd <laughs> it's a it, it's a heavily overlapping venn diagram i would say yeah and that it all made sense because like i was saying yeah like you were saying like you guys were both on some level attracted to me in high school god knows why but um here i am and like you guys i feel like just like how a lot of similar interests in general also like you guys both did theater um you're both kind of like artsy and then like i feel like you guys for the most part had very similar taste in like girls like that we went to high school with i feel like you got you guys would have agreed like oh yeah like she's cute like no she's really not i'm not into that but like she's really cute i feel like you guys had like very similar tastes and i feel like that is probably why for a long time i feel like you guys didn't really like each other was because i think you were so similar and i think on some level like the if you're too similar to someone you like repel each other almost if that makes sense I, I would love to step in here and say, I didn't know Joe didn't like me. <laughs> <And> if, <laughs> Plot twist. 
it was very much over the Sarah thing. So like that's really yeah, like it was that's, it was that's only very, because of me. It's very simple I, to explain. So I thought I thought probably so. Yeah, refer to episode three or uh, whatever yeah flashback to um, one of our earlier episodes for the whole backstory on that but yeah <laughs> funny um so the conclusion was that so i never i i never felt like i knew joe very well i'm not sure that i, I definitely fair. didn't have a a problem other than um other than yeah maybe as it as it pertained to you and maybe i thought you were telling him too much which at all um still i still i still do that checks out you're not wrong i do tell joe too much (laughs) that's probably that's Um, maybe why i didn't like nicholas that's probably why he was like yo fuck this guy (laughs) like he's the worst (laughs) like (laughs) i was the worst yeah yeah (laughs) um so wait, wait, the, 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 is the meta realization that people that are too alike repel each other? Yeah. And then the, just like it, you two are very similar and it's, that is a big part of, I think why I have this connection with both of you. Like I feel deeply connected to both of you on some level. And I feel like that is like, part of it is why it like clicked in my mind. I was like, oh on like a weird level they're really similar actually and that's why i like them both so much like i think that was like my realization it's just that you guys are very similar but yeah also the thing that like two people who are very similar on certain things like do repel each other because i've seen that in other situations too um unless you kind of like figure it out and then you can like overcome that because i've had people that i've known like girls i've met where i'm like that girl's a bitch like i hate her like right off the bat and then like a year or two later like we're forced to like get to know each other through like a mutual friend or something and as it turns out we're like the same person and like that's why I didn't like her because like I've always said like oh if I met me like I'd hate myself so like it kind of makes sense so I don't know if anyone else has had that experience but if you kind of like I don't know it's kind of like an uncanny like if you see too much of yourself in someone else it like freaks you out does that make sense oh I I definitely think um, I've definitely seen that like play out with some of my friends where they'll be like, man, so-and-so always is doing this thing. And I really want to be like, dude, that's, I thought that was like, that's what you do. That's the thing that you do that everyone has a problem with. Um, And it definitely, I've definitely noticed that like the things that I pick out about people that I don't like are the things that I'm the most insecure about that I do. So like if I um, if I'm really concerned about monopolizing a conversation, then when people monopolize a conversation, I'm like, look at this asshole. Like, can't he just be worried about it like me? Like, can't we all just exist like really internally in our own anxieties? Why does he have to be able to live his life stress free? Um, and then I get really bitter. Right, right. No, that makes sense, though, because I think a lot, a big piece of it also is, like, projection. Like, you, like, you seeing your own flaws reflected back at you is, like, very unsettling, and you are, like, oh, geez, is that what I look like? Like, and then, but instead of, like, actually working on yourself and, like, taking that constructively, you kind of, like, lash out at it, you know, instead, so, which is super healthy. Yeah, you go get better, but. (laughs) I think you can also take it to, like, a Freudian level of, like, it's not like this does not involve sex, but just in terms wow. of like, I think like every person has a parent that they like get along with better than the other. 
And whatever mm-hmm. parent that you don't get along with is probably because like in a weird way, you are more similar to that parent. Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think that goes along too with like people who say like how to be the most successful parent is to like take whatever you did, your parents did as a kid that you liked and do it. And the things you really don't like, don't do that. And it's like fairly simple advice, but like overall, like it works out if you can manage that. Yeah. Just try not to do the same horrible shit generation right. after generation and your parents will probably, you'll probably be an okay parent. <laughs> like and your kids will probably be okay. <laughs> I think it's really interesting looking at like different generations and like how certain things are passed on to like kids and stuff. And like, so I'm a psycho and I listen to um, parenting podcasts because one, I'll just throw it out there. I'm a psycho. Everyone knows this. So I listen to parenting podcasts um, because I, one, I just think they're interesting. I think human psychology is really interesting. My dad's a clinical psychologist. I think it's just like in me. Um, but also I do want kids someday and I'm like, okay, I know nothing about kids. Like maybe I should like absorb some knowledge and see what sticks, you know? Um, And I don't know. It's just so interesting, like hearing like the different things that like different ways you can kind of like parent and just like at the end of the day, how like, if you just like love your kid and like try not to be super shitty like your kids are probably gonna turn out okay so you know like you can listen to all this stuff about like how to how to say things the right way and all this stuff but like no one's like no one's gonna be like a perfect parent or whatever so you just kind of like do your best and just try not to be shitty and as long as you love your kid like they're they're probably gonna be fine but it is interesting to see like how wrong that can go in certain scenarios and it's like geez what went wrong in that family you know (laughs) (laughs) what always weirds me out too is like i did have one girlfriend the one like i don't care for but like her parents were like unbelievably nice and so she was rude and i was like is she the one that called your mom a bitch (laughs) yeah she's the one that called my mom a bitch like her parents were like so nice to the point like to this day like we like as a family like still conjecture like what went wrong like her parents were very very nice like yeah what happened and then you just don't know <laughs> it, i would just, i would guess it was something like her parents were too nice to prevent her from from being rude like that lesson may have just not gotten through because the parents were so nice that i'm that's a guess i don't know i yeah. know from experience with my little sisters um that kids do respond pretty well to rules and they kind of need them and in in instances where specifically my dad maybe his life got too hectic and he would be more hands-off with them and they didn't have rules that was when that was when they were at their most difficult and then um so i don't this is a this so this is a different question has any of the world events of the last let's say like 18 months changed your idea of whether or not you want to have kids personally i've always known i wanted to have kids and this hasn't changed it um but joe had i don't know if you listened to our episode where joe was talking about his serious soul search about whether he wanted to have kids or not because that did happen like in the past few months so basically though sum it up the like most briefly i can is like 
I care way more about finding a successful relationship. So like kids ultimately don't matter much to me in that like, if I met the perfect person, she wanted kids, great. If I met the perfect person and she didn't want kids, all right, sounds good. Like that's ultimately where I sit on it. And a lot of people like have issues comprehending that because like kids seem like in a relationship, like such a hard line approach. Whereas like me, I'm way more like flexible on like what I want. How about you, Nicholas? That's, Do you want kids? That's really awesome of you. Um, ye, so yes, traditionally, yes. And have actually been really, really excited my whole life to have kids. Not like, not like necessarily felt ready or like I was about to do it but i don't think anyone me, ever feels ready though is the thing honestly so let me just throw that out there <laughs> great well being a dad being a dad has always excited me i've always thought that i would be i've always thought i would be good at it and that's not to take away like the amount of work that it's going to be because i i can look at it and say like no that's going to be a, like an intense unthinkable amount of work but i also feel like i would kind of be up for it and i would be you know i think i think i could step up to the plate for that in the last in the last few years, the combination of like just the weird ass world we live in, um, and uh, and also me recognizing that I I couldn't possibly be this career focused and have a kid, like I couldn't go play out four nights a week and have a kid. And when am I ready to make that sacrifice? Has um, has crack the door open for me to not have kids which like five years ago would be kind of unthinkable so i don't know so you're currently undecided i i would like to have kids i would like to have kids and if it doesn't happen i imagine that it will be on purpose well cool but nicholas just for the record i think you would be a great dad so i Sam. i, oh, I think, think you should have kids i think you'd be like a really fun dad <laughs> What if the world just ends though? What if the world just then no, we're we're is- all going then we're all going down. It yeah. is what it is. Like <laughs> this is heavily influenced by I have a roommate who like gets real high and talks about the end of the world like a lot. Okay. Maybe you need to give some distance on that then because so so the last year like having to go through these conversations where he's just like listing off all the things that are gonna be happening in the next forty five years. Oh and God. me being like, wow, I can't even navigate my own life right now. How am I going to navigate two lives? But I don't really know. That's all. That's all. I mean, uh, the way I see it is like, if you lived like a hundred years ago, like you're messing with like end of World War One and the pandemic then. And like, I'm pretty sure like if you lived then, you'd feel like the world was ending because like legitimately, like how could you not? And so I guess like that's the way I see it is like, yeah, like things seem like they suck right now, but like. I mean, if you think about covid we've already like gotten a vaccine like things are working out things will always work out like yeah sure like the sun may explode and like one day but it's not gonna be today so just go on with tomorrow i just think it's kind of like the world is always ending on some level there's always like you were saying there's always something going on where you feel like the world is ending but it doesn't and i don't know i think kind of like all of life is like that especially this may just maybe other people don't feel that way but like for someone who is treated for anxiety i always feel that way that like yes like horrible things are happening and could always happen and that's terrifying but like you have to go out and live your life every day anyway so maybe i just approach life from that perspective but i think it's kind of like the same way about like 
all these bad things are going to happen in the world. I shouldn't bring kids into it. It's like, yeah, but like you also shouldn't let that fear stop you from doing something. Like if you want to have kids, like have kids, you know, like at the end of the day, like the world's always ending. Bad things are always going to happen, but don't let it stop you from living your life. So that's kind of my takeaway on things. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. No problem. But I do think you would be a great dad. And I think you should have kids because it'd be adorable. Um, Just got real deep. Um, Wow. All right. Well, my last topic, um, it, it actually kind of brings us back to one of the things we were talking about earlier. This is my other topic that I actually did tell Nicholas about the other day that I had another theory about him. Again, I really don't have that many theories about Nicholas. There's like only two, but here they both are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's not been on for like a couple weeks or so. I haven't haven't shared with him in a while. I know, I know. But so here's my other theory that I uh, was realizing the other day. And it brings us back to this theory that people who are really similar, um, like, they're like repel each other um there's this theory that i was reading about online called the twin flame theory and let me just i am not an expert on this by any means so let me just give you like the little wikipedia version of it so basically there's this thing and this all started first of all in the most in the stupidest way i was reading an article about megan fox and machine gun kelly dating i don't know if you guys know who they are or whatever but um they're real cute honestly like i'll be real like they're just the hottest couple like i just want to be them (laughs) like i just want to be in that relationship with them just like fly on the wall but um they megan fox says that machine gun kelly is her twin flame and she has posted this in like stories and stuff like multiple times so i was like what the fuck is this twin flame thing so i looked it up it's reading about it it's basically this theory that like it's people say it's your soulmate but it's actually not it's a different thing so it's not your soulmate but you're like a twin flame is someone who is like basically you in like opposite like in the other form so it's like not exactly it's more like a twin i would say than anything else but not in like a creepy way so basically <laughs> it's like you find someone who's like really really similar to you and there's like there's a lot of attraction there because you're really really similar but there's all it's also like really like unstable because you're so similar and so it's like this weird like you're really attracted but you also like are super unstable and like kind of repel each other at the same time and some people can end up with their twin flame if you can like really really work on your shit and like figure it out but most people don't end up with their twin flame and they're not supposed to because you're not really supposed to end up with your twin flame you're supposed to end up with like your soulmate or whatever which is which is different um but i was like reading the theory i'm like that's really interesting and then i was like i think nicholas is my twin flame so i told him about this and he was like that's interesting and i told him to go read about it and he probably didn't but um I just wanted to share that and, and let you guys know that. So I don't know, Nicholas, do you think this is bullshit? Do you think it's interesting? Like, what do you think? I think it, I do think it's interesting. I have the same sort of theory. I have a, uh, so with soulmates, I definitely think that, um, I think the concept of like a one soulmate is way narrow. And Oh, I think I it's bullshit. I think people have a yeah. bunch of soulmates out there. Totally, totally. I mean, there's just a mass number of people that can bring out different things that would make you happy in different ways. Um, so I feel like I feel like this is a really interesting concept, and that the same thing probably applies. And it had me thinking, like, like who do I 
who do I see myself in that either, yeah, that I've either dated or like just like met or um, anything like that. And I, I do like the theory. It makes a lot of sense. Um, so thank you for calling it to my attention. And 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 it, yeah, it, it is uh, uncomfortably adequate. Here. Or, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just, I don't know. I just think we're really similar in a lot of ways. And like, I just sometimes like you'll say something and I'm just like, shit we're like the same person like sometimes when you say stuff it freaks me out a little bit because I'm like that's exactly what I thought or like that's a thought I've had like so that's why I think this I don't know I just think it's an interesting concept I was reading about it and I was like huh okay I could see that <laughs> that you and Joe are very similar because I think you've right now you've said that me and you are similar and that me and Joe are similar yeah I know yeah, I like mix like but like Sarah and I are like on different wavelengths even though like I think we're like soulmates but like we I don't know. There's a there's a weird difference. I don't know, like, if I can get in on that. But so, Joe is like, like literally my sibling. Like that's how I feel about Joe. Like Joe's like my brother. Like fully. Like I tell sometimes I tell people he's my brother. Like I lie, <laughs> like to like casual <laughs> strangers. I'm like, yeah, it's my brother. <laughs> we even kind of look alike, so it works. But um, no, but like I, Joe is like feels like my brother I would say is like the I being an only child that's like the best way I have to describe it is like Joe literally feels like like he's related to me um we're different in a lot of ways like we don't agree on a lot of stuff or like he he is way more well this is where it gets you can into say like clingy a, like I don't care like no I no no I was gonna say like emotional in general like yeah I, we're, we're emotional that's, in different ways but like Joe is very emotional and I am like I'm not like I get like kind of like fiery about stuff as as you both know but um I, I I'm not I can kind of like shut down my emotions and Joe like cannot like at all um yeah there's there's different. like a week a week ago today when I called you because I had an emotional day and then like also like Andrew had an emotional day and then you also had another friend a guy friend who had an who emotional day was like going day. through some shit and, and I literally had you to tell Joe like I was drained he called me for like the sixth time that day and I was like Joe I cannot with any more emotional men right now I cannot do it like just leave me alone to listen to my murder podcasts for a little while like <laughs> I no I can't and no we're, we're we're very different like we are similar like we have but I would say me and Joe is more like we're not like we're not like emotionally similar. Like yeah. we're similar in that like we have the same weird sense of humor. Like we're interested in the same nerdy things, but like we're not like emotionally similar. And I would say like Nicholas, you and me are like clones, like which is weird. Um, but like we're very much on the same page on that front. And I just think it's no, it's it's just very different. But um, but then you guys both still are similar in a lot of ways. So it's I don't know, but it's just like all these different ways that you can be you know alike or different it's like a big messy kind of triple venn diagram i would say <laughs> yeah because i guess like too when she's saying that too like i guess like high school it's like oh yeah we're both interested in sarah and it's like ah you bastard but now it's like yeah literally nicholas has like the exact same likes and stuff of you and it makes me feel like honestly like really good it's like oh cool like someone else is like has like the exact specific stuff i don't feel like a weirdo on a weird planet anymore it's great <laughs> yeah no now it's nice because i'm like oh you guys are so alike it's adorable <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope we get a visuals a key visuals of the venn diagram should i draw one i'll draw like a really like a really janky one like <laughs> put it together like 
<laughs> no, you would, I could see you make it like a full PowerPoint presentation of like, all right, like we're going all in on oh this. Oh my gosh, I'll I'll make a fucking PowerPoint. Like, <laughs> 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 oh my god. But yeah. Um well awesome. Well this is this has been great. Um, so we are all done on the topics, I think, but Nicholas has some exciting news to share. So we'll give him the floor for a minute before we wrap up. Yeah, we're actually like promoting something serious. So yeah, here we it's go. It's a real thing. Oh, no, I wouldn't call it serious. Um, but uh, so I, as listeners may know, I did the music for this podcast. Um, thank you. And I also have my own music um, that is coming out in, uh, my first single comes out, uh, I think, on Friday. If I get word back from wh- whoever, the digital distributor, that it is cleared, it should come out on Friday. And then I'll have another single with a video that comes out in July. And then the full album, um, I have a full album coming out in August. And it's under Winston Church Bus, which is also my Instagram handle. And so if music is your thing, um, we might we might agree on that. And if you don't like it, that's totally cool because um, then I didn't make it for you. So <laughs> wait, that was rude. That was rude. <laughs> I got really insecure as soon as I said, if you don't oh like my- it and my whole insides just Oh shut my down, God, yeah. You're like, I no, how could you, it. how could you not like it? Fuck you. <laughs> no, I could, I could, um, uh, I could reiterate that. If you don't like his album, then go fuck yourself. Yeah, like, for real. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> that's also, also, don't sell yourself short. This is a big deal. This is serious. You, you, you're the worst about like underselling yourself on these things. You don't promote your own shit enough, and this is something that you need to work on uh, because you are a real artist and you should be promoting your stuff shamelessly. So, Nicholas, are you like I, legit signed and stuff? Like, you have a video coming out. Like, give us a little details on that because, yeah, like, who, that's really tell cool. Tell us about the video. Okay, uh, I'm putting it out on Horton Records, which is a record nice. label in Tulsa. Okay. Um, uh, the video was done by our classmate, Stefania Dolowski. Oh, oh shit. Oh, that's fun. In, Interesting. In New York and does um, beautiful, beautiful film up there. And she does a lot of editing, film editing, but she's dipping her toe into directing. So go check out Stefania Dolowski's work. She does awesome work. Uh, Stefania was the, yeah, director, uh, Lorenzo Pace is the name of the director of production. He also, um, or the director of photography, um, and he did the other thing that Stefania just posted. And he lives in New York too, I believe. Um, and and the the singer slash star of the video, his name is Olivia McGraw. I'm trying to give as much. Uh, I'm trying. Yeah, to that's still fine. Yeah. The credit away well, from I, myself. I am curious though, like, and just in terms of like nowadays, like, because I mean, like. If even if you're like uh, I don't know like a bigger artist like Taylor Swift or whatever like you're gonna probably be more like on digital sales and physical but I'm like are you guys doing any like physical like album release stuff or I'm gonna make a hundred vinyl nice very cool I want a uh, vinyl maybe, maybe cassette tape I do too actually now <laughs> I want a vinyl I don't have a player but I will just like put it up as like art like <laughs> I'll <Cool>. buy one. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to make a hundred. Those won't actually be ready until like October or so, but I'm going to start doing, um, as soon as I get that finalized, I'm going to start doing some pre-order stuff. Um, and the album's called Trophy Husband. Oh my um, God. Amazing. A joke because all the songs are about, um, about girls and about my relationships in the past. And 
Uh, and so that's sort of a tongue in cheek. Okay, so like this is literally like the perfect album for this podcast. You literally do the music. This is like the subject of this podcast. Like, dear God, like listeners, like buy this. Like, yeah, that's amazing. Oh my gosh. I might even, I might even in August bug you guys for. Yeah, do it. Hell yeah, again. come back on. But we'll have you. It'll be great. Um, the first single comes out uh, either this week or next week, which is really exciting, and it's called Waiting, and that's all. And I just want to throw in there, like, you haven't mentioned that you've written a song about me yet. So, like, will that be on the following album or yeah, like this, coming up. That's this coming up album on. or it's, it's I'm ready. Just away, let so. me know. I'm ready to be um, like album fodder. Yeah. Like, you just keep okay. me posted. Yeah, I look forward do. to it. Yeah. Thank you. That one was a little too emotional for this. The too raw. I get it. It's only yeah. been like 15 years. It's a little too fresh still. I I totally understand. Is the name of the song that girl that yelled a lot at me at high school? <laughs> like Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. She yelled at me in the library. <laughs> we both That's got kicked course. out. <laughs> I remember that actually. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, uh, I look forward to that hit single that I'm sure is coming soon. <laughs> very soon. Yeah. Awesome. So much for coming back on and talking with us. Um, we look forward yeah, congrats to, the album. to Nicholas on the album. Congrats to us on our 50th episode. It's a Yay. big party all around. Nifty yeah. 50. Awesome. Okay. And now I think it's time to get into a little thirst corner. What do you think? Yeah, sounds good to me. Let's do it. So my thirst corner this week um, is actually someone you brought up very briefly in a previous episode, but I I need to do a deep dive on Um, Bo Burnham. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Did you watch his new special? Because I haven't yet. I did. And that's what started this. Um, so backstory, I was a huge Bo Burnham fan yeah. in like high school and college when he was like first a thing, when he was like 20 or something, he was really young. He's literally our age. Like he's like 30 right now, um, which is crazy. But I was into all his songs and stuff in like high school, I remember. And then I saw him, he was touring when I was in college, I think May, like freshman year, he was touring and I saw him live and he was really good live and it was super fun. Um, and then he kind of like dropped off the map for like several years, like many, many years. And then he kind of came back and had like two comedy specials on Netflix in like 2013 and 14 or something, I think. Um, and then he disappeared again for like five years. And then now he just came out with a new Netflix special that he wrote, produced. It's entirely like a one man show that he did like from his house during quarantine. It's called Inside. Um, It's really good. It's really, really good. It's funny, but not really in the traditional sense, which is kind of how a lot of his stuff is. It's kind of weird and meta. It's so good. This is like the weirdest thing he's ever done, but I loved it. So highly recommend going to watch it. It's like an hour not going to take a lot of your time but it's very good um but he talks about how he quit doing stand-up um 
for like five years because he was having panic attacks on stage. So he, oh, damn. so he talks about anxiety a lot in inside and the songs are about it and stuff, but, um, which I found of course, extremely relatable. I was like, amazing. Um, so he had kind of just like retreated from like public, the public scene for like several years. And then like in January, 2020, he had like gotten his shit together was like excited to like he's like hey I think I'm gonna tour again I think I'm gonna go back on stage like I'm feeling really good like my mental health is in check and then like the pandemic happened Mm -hmm. and I can deeply relate to that because I like was pretty much on the same timeline like right before the pandemic I was like you know what like I'm on the right meds like I'm feeling good like things are good I'm gonna go back out in the world because I also had been kind of like not quite shut in but I was just really having a hard time for like a while there and then the pandemic happened and I'm like cool 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 so (laughs) this was very relatable on that level um but it's a really funny special I highly recommend it and then this made me want to go back and watch his other two specials that I had just kind of not really registered that they had come out so I went back and watched the other two um they're also both just like an hour and they're also weird I mean he's like a weirdo but um they're very funny and I was just like oh my god like I am still obsessed with this man like I I love him just as much now as I did in like high school like he's amazing so that is my thirst for the week do you have any thoughts to contribute yeah did you see his um movie that he made uh, eighth grade no I know you need to watch it because I've heard really good things it's really really good and like it's really interesting because um I'd say like two of the biggest weaknesses of like Hollywood are like telling stories from like people of like lower class income and then people like true stories of like people who are younger. And like this one is like probably like one of the truest stories of like growing up. And it's like a very specific age and time. And like, it's very like current to just like kind of like a girl who's like trying to like, you know, like, find like success on like the internet because like that's what all our friends are doing and like I don't know it's like really really good like I was like I heard good things about it and I just kind of went in like all right well let's just see what's going on and like I was very impressed and yeah he directed it and I think he wrote it too but like I think it was maybe like the first movie he did as well so like I was very impressed because I don't think he had been directing stuff before that at least not other than his own like comedy specials and stuff yeah yeah I mean Um, like honestly it was like the same level as like Jordan Peele out the gate for like get out I thought of just terms of like oh wow like this is your first movie but like this is like great like we're what were like how did this happen (laughs) okay I love that I'm gonna have to watch it then um and then also I still have not watched Promising Young Woman yet but I know he's in that so I want to watch it for that um that was um, also surprising because like I I know he's good but it's just like weird that like he's like very multi-talented because like that one's like I think he's acted and stuff but it never like caught my eye but promising young woman like he's he's extremely good and like he really like helps to like build that movie like too so like yeah I recommend that as well okay yeah I need to watch that I'm just waiting for it to be not like on rental I just want it like right. to be streaming so and I'll watch that as soon as it's on like one of my platforms um because I do want to watch it for a number of reasons but um yeah I don't know if he's done a lot of acting really or something but it's really um it's really cool that he's doing so much different stuff now. And I'm glad that he's 
you know, gotten his anxiety under control and everything. But um, I think he's so talented and so smart and very like, yeah, very like self-aware. Like all of his comedy is so like relatable and just funny because he's very like he's very self-aware and like all of his comedy like he knows how he's perceived like he he makes a lot of jokes about being like an upper middle class like white dude with like a lot of privilege basically and stuff so he's just very um I don't know he I just really like his his brand of comedy because it's kind of weird but he's also just like so funny and he makes like the funniest jokes and he kind of like pokes fun at like every genre of stuff He's just a cool dude, it seems like. So I, I wish him continued success. I hope he continues to do more stuff because he seems very, very multi-talented. Um, also, this, of course, led me to look up if he's single because <laughs> I'm a normal is person. He? he is not. As it turns out, he's been dating this one girl for like since like 2013 or something, like a long time. He's been with this one girl. She is like 12 years older than him 12 or 13 years older than him good for him yeah so she's like 42 or something yeah um and she is a director i think she directed or like executive produced or something for um the movie hustlers the the, the stripper movie yeah um she's apparently pretty um you know accomplished herself so she seems super cool but yeah they've apparently been together for many years now so yeah so that was fun on our theme of dating older women <laughs> Bo, Bo Burnham is right there yeah. with you <laughs> nice yeah um cool so that's my thirst corner um do you have anything to add or anyone you want to talk about yeah I think I get I got I'm good on Bo um I was trying to do like something fun and like pick like a lady who was like exactly 50 for like the 50th episode the issue is like we've done a lot of them oh okay (laughs) already you're you're already into the 50 year old ladies we've covered that territory yeah like literally yeah let me hit on like there's regina king there's Mm. leia remini uh Mm -hmm. jennifer connelly um Mm. a couple we haven't but i don't know if i have that many thoughts is uh, aisha tyler from archer she's like the voice of lana yes well, also, she is in Criminal Minds for many seasons, and she's really good. I love her. Yeah, she's just really great in general. And then uh, Regina Hall and Denise Richards are also two others that I did not yeah. know were exactly 50. Uh, all of yeah. them look, look great. Uh, the one I did want to hit on that um, she's 52, but the one I really wanted to talk about, because I feel like is like a good spirit for the pod, is uh, do you know who uh, Kristen Chenoweth is? Yeah, of course. Oklahoma girl. Yeah, she went to, uh, she's from Broken Arrow. She went to like where I went to college and stuff like that. And she was like on Broadway, like original rendition of like Wicked and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like she's very fitting. She's not probably like my ultimate first thirst, but like I feel like she has like a good vibe, like in general. Like, she just seems fun. Yeah. She does. She, she actually played, like, she was Galinda the Good Witch, right? Yep. In the original mm-hmm. Wicked. Yeah. She's awesome. She's done a bunch of stuff too. She's all over the place, but yeah. She's been in like tons of TV too. Yeah. Yeah. So much TV. Awesome. It's a great thirst. All right. Well, that concludes thirst corner, I suppose. Um, any, uh, any life updates, any, uh, random chatter. I, uh, was listening to a podcast and it was just like on random shit, but they brought up something that just like thoroughly engrossed me because I could not believe it's such a thing. 
So the Boston, or not Boston, Baltimore Harbor has like a uh, trash cleaner, um, but they like put googly eyes on it and they call it Mr. Trash Wheel. Yes. Do you, have you seen Mr. Trash Wheel before? <gasps> Stop it. No. <gasps> I love it. I love it so much. Oh my gosh. Did you know that I have an obsession with giant googly eyes on inanimate objects? Have we talked no, about this before? We have not. Stop it. This is one of my favorite things in the world. It's a very niche topic, but well, I love it. Um, well, guess what? It's so popular that now they have a Mrs. Trash Wheel, a Captain <gasps> Trash Wheel. They have a whole Trash Wheel family. That's just like they put googly, googly <laughs> eyes on this. It's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. It's literally I my favorite that. thing. Are you yeah. kidding me? It's like helpful oh. and it's cute. It like does everything that I want. <laughs> Why do I love it so much? I love googly okay i love googly eyes first of all i love them if if it were up to me i'd have googly eyes on like everything in my house i think they're just hilarious and fun um but have you ever seen the snl sketch with christopher walken where he puts googly eyes on plants and he's like i like to know where i stand with them and it's like all no. these plants have googly <laughs> eyes it's hilarious i'll have to send it to you but um i love googly eyes and then I I especially love like when people get like the big googly eyes and put them on like their like their like fridge and stuff like that. I just think it's hilarious. Um, and then I saw this. I think it was on Reddit or something. Is like a um, like a floor cleaning robot, but it was like kind of like a tall oh, tower. I like it. And it was a f floor cleaning robot that would just scoot around like a grocery store, but to make it less weird for people who were shopping they just put big googly eyes on it and it would just roll around the store and it had these big googly eyes and then people like loved it and i'm like yes putting big googly eyes on things is always the solution always like it it always makes it better <laughs> oh my god okay so that makes me so happy so thank you for sharing that i i love it so much um We'll post the picture on the uh, on the visuals for the episode so everyone can enjoy this. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I was like, I have to show you. This is like the funniest thing. I just no, I cracked up. Yeah, oh, so good. Wow. You got any random stuff? I I just have two quick updates for Movie Corner since we're always throwing movie re recommendations back and forth. Um, I wanted to circle back and let you know an update on two that I did finally watch. So I watched. The Lighthouse, which oh, is the, it's black and white. It's um, it's by the, the guy who did The Witch, right? It's by him? Yeah, it's by The Witch guy, yeah. By the guy who did The Witch. Um, it's got Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe, two lighthouse keepers out in the middle of nowhere. Um, I watched it because we were talking about our Pats and how I was weirdly into him. Not into him in this movie, gonna be honest with you. Um, I I wouldn't really recommend this movie. Like, I don't regret watching it, but it was definitely so, like a one-time watch. I don't think I'd recommend it. So the thing I heard about it is like, the company you made is like A24. Yeah. And like, they have a brand. Like, if you've seen an A24 movie. Like, you know the you vibe. Know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I heard this was like the most A24 movie of Absolutely. the bunch. It is okay. the most A24. Yeah. Um, it, it's just got all kinds of weird, 
weird camera angles, zoom in shots. Like it, it, it's all black and white. It's in like a weird ratio on the screen. Like it, okay. very not, artsy, very I'm not, artsy. I'm in the artsy <laughs> mood I'll watch, but I know what mood I have to be in. So. It's a, it's a specific mood for sure. Um, he does fuck a mermaid in it. Yes. Um, I sent you a picture mm -hmm. there's a huge mermaid vagina in it like huge and i read about it afterwards they modeled it after a shark vagina apparently um which is a fun fact so um, you know that's like someone's job was they spent like two weeks and they made the mermaid vagina like making like, a quote-unquote realistic mermaid yeah. vagina yeah so there's that so like if that interests you I guess you can watch the movie or you can just go Google it. If you're, if you're just morbidly curious, um, there are pictures of it online. What's really sad is your review did not deter me in the slightest. I'm like, okay, well, I, I know I got to be in the right mindset, but I want to watch this movie. No, that's fine. I mean, you can watch it. It's, it's not a bad movie. It's just real different. No, 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 no. I feel like I know what this movie is. Yeah, so yeah, you already know. <laughs> so that's my one update on the movies. Other update, I finally watched Knives Out because everyone was like, oh my God, it's so good. So I finally watched it. Me and Andrew oh, watched damn. it. Oh damn, I guess I like thought you had, anyway, I think we talked about it, but even then I'm like, I thought everyone had seen Knives Out. What do I, you was think? I was resisting for a long time. I finally just gave in because I was like, fuck it, it's on Prime or whatever. Um, I didn't love it. I'm going to be honest. I feel like it was overhyped. I don't know. Maybe you just came in on the end. I, I don't know. It's just like everyone hyped it up so much. and was like, oh my God, this movie's so good. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah, because I rewatched it a couple weeks ago and I still enjoyed it. Really? I, yeah. I was very neutral on it. I don't know. I The, the Daniel Craig accent threw me off. Um, the the story was like not as plot twisty as I would have wanted. I don't know. Maybe because I came off of like recently watching Tenet that I was just like, come on, this is amateur hour. Like, I don't know. Like I just wanted there. I don't know. I didn't love it. It wasn't the best like mind fuck movie. I don't know if that's what they were going for. It just, I couldn't figure out what the genre was mostly. I just couldn't figure out if I was like supposed to be laughing or if I was supposed to be like legitimately intrigued by the mystery or, like or what. Who, it's just like a whodunit comedy with good characters is really it. And like the Daniel Craig thing is like, it like, it's very hard to do because I'll be curious to see what they do on the sequel because like I feel like they had him in the right amount of the movie because like if you had him in more like it would be hard to contain that because it's such a like odd character that like borders on like being like too humorous so yeah. we'll see I don't know it just like the whole thing felt like it was like an SNL skit of itself I don't know I just like couldn't figure out what vibe they were going for I didn't love the just the way it was done in general, the directing of the movie and everything, I just felt like the vibes were off. I just didn't like it the whole time. And then I looked up who did it and it was fucking Ryan Johnson. And then everything in my life made sense. I hate that guy. So <laughs> he's brilliant and I stand by him. I hate him so much. So like when I was like, oh, motherfucker, of course I didn't like this movie. <laughs> 
Yeah, he directed the best episode of Breaking Bad, so you know. I hate him. <laughs> I know you do. I'm like, I, uh, I, I admit, I like the Last Jedi. So, oh well. <laughs> the worst, the worst. So yeah, so I did not love Knives Out. It was well, it was whatever. If you want a refreshing movie, I did actually watch one that was just like pure joy. Um, they put In the Heights on HBO. Okay, it's on my list on HBO Max right now because I was like, yes, I want some Lin-Manuel Miranda sunshine up in my life. I'm ready. <laughs> and you know what's nice is like kind of like, I mean, Hamilton's great, but however, like you do have to like kind of like have history knowledge and like it's has Dude, like I was- history part. I was exhausted the first time I watched Hamilton. I was like, what? I'm having to like pay close attention to the plot and also remember all this US history that I haven't studied since like eighth grade. And then there's like a musical number every five seconds. Like let, like, let's chill. Let's chill bros. Yeah, no, it's a lot. Hamilton's great. It's just a lot of information. Yeah, yeah. What's nice about In the Heights is like, literally it's just like a love story, like in New York. There's like some other deeper shit, but like, there's just a lot of cute dancing and shit. And like, I was like, great. Like, I really needed this. Thank you so much for this. Like the directing's good. Like, I think that's the hardest part is like what people don't get about musicals. Like, especially like if you do them as a movie is like, they can be kind of static and that you don't move the camera around. Like you just kind of keep it on like them. But like, this is really, really well done. Like I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it was just like okay. fun. Like, thank you for making a no, fun yeah, movie. Yeah, I'm very I excited. I needed that. <laughs> no, I saw it when it dropped on HBO. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Let me get some of that. <laughs> like... <laughs> Plus, uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, Lin-Manuel is not in it a ton. I guess like he was the main character, like whenever they did it on Broadway, like mm-hmm. way back in the day. Yeah. But yeah, he just like plays like basically like a like streetcar vendor, essentially. Okay. And he's not in the movie like a ton, but like it's fun. So okay. And there's also uh, for all the like post credit nerds, there's like a little bit of a post credit nerd if you want to like fast forward to the end. Okay, awesome. I will. Uh, I'll have to watch it then. Yeah, it's on my list because I was like, I'm I'm into that for sure. All right. Well, that about wraps it up then. I think I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a very long episode, but it's our fiftieth, so we can do what we want. Yeah. It's like- <laughs> Surprise, motherfuckers. <laughs> Surprise, bitches. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, on that note, I guess, thanks for sticking around with us for, you know, 50 episodes. Um, and thanks to Nicholas again for coming on and joining us. We had a great time with him. And another reminder, since he's terrible at promoting himself, um, go listen to his new music that's coming out. Please support him. He is awesome. And yeah, he really needs to get better at just shameless self-promotion he's so awkward (laughs) i know like he's really talented he's so talented and i'm like can you just go shout this from the rooftops like for someone who's like very full of himself and weirdly very confident he's so bad at like actually promoting Mm -hmm. his own like music and stuff like he's it's just it's funny to me i'm like i know you you're a leo you're me like i know you're full of shit like get out there and tell people like (laughs) Yeah, and like I'll be honest, like I am like I am gonna buy his vinyl album. Like I, I, I will do. Yeah, I want this for I myself. Know. I'm very excited. <laughs> Can't wait. Just gonna prop it up. Don't have a player for it. Not a problem. <laughs> no, I just wanted to have it. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so go support him. He is he is tagged um in our socials, and he is also tagged in the show notes every time actually since he wrote the music. Awesome. All right. Well, on that note, peace and blessings, y'all. Blessings and peace. Woo.